0: Welcome to the Landmark Podcast. I'm Jason Calhoun, pastor of Landmark Pentecostal Church in Texarkana, Texas. We encourage you to visit us on the web at landmarkupc.net for a schedule of services and upcoming events. We pray that you are blessed by the message today. Thank you again for listening. Chapter 10, and I'll begin reading in verse number 6. Romans chapter 10 and verse 6. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thine heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend unto the deep, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Praise the Lord. And I just want to use this Passage of Scripture. It says in verse 6, but the righteousness, righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. And I just want to use these verses to preach for the next little while upon this subject. Three things that faith never says. Three things that faith never says. Praise God. I want the Lord to help us today. I I want to say this, that I, I felt like last weekend, especially on Sunday evening, there was a door that was open to us. I think I mentioned this. It was a door that was open to us in the spirit. How many believes in spiritual doors being open? I believe in that because the Bible says it to be true. He said in the book of Revelation to the church of Philadelphia, I've set before thee an open door that no man can shut. And so I believe in spiritual doors, which represent spiritual opportunities, and uh, it's important that we not only utilize that door, but that we keep it open for others and uh, for them to be able to come and to experience a a move of God. And so I don't want to let the enemy, I don't want to let my insensitivity to the Spirit of God or my willingness to just... Slack back into uh, the old rut and routine that I was in before God visited me. I don't want to let that happen. But somewhere or another, we got to go forward from one conquest and one victory and one experience that we have in God and go on to the next. The Bible says it this way going from glory to glory. Amen. And I think it's important that we do that. I don't believe that you get to a point and you say, Well, I, I finally have arrived when it comes to the things of the Spirit. But I rather believe that there's more out there if somebody's hungry for it. There's more revival. There's more blessing. There's more anointing. There's more the goodness of the Lord. And uh, there's certainly uh, more that God wants to do if we're willing and if we're hungry for God to do it. So I want you to keep that in mind in days ahead. Let's, let's Somebody say, Let's keep the door open. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's clap our hands to the Lord before you're seated. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much for standing. You may be seated. I, um, I believe that faith is a very important component to our relationship with God. I believe the Bible uh, substantiates this. There's a preponderance of Scripture that proves that it's impossible. Matter of fact, there is a statement in the Word of God that directly says this that without faith, it is impossible to please God. But other than just that one passage of Scripture, we see many, many examples in the Word of the Lord where faith is what it took to access the power of God. Faith was something that was necessary to activate even the promise that God had already given to his people. You know, sometimes when people receive a word from God, maybe it's a prophecy or they hear something preached and they feel like it pertains to their life, and uh, they, they reach out and get a hold of that, and uh, they can sometimes mistakenly feel that I don't have to do anything from this point but just uh, wait on God to do His work. He's already promised it. It's going to happen. And it's just, uh, just going to take place and nothing's going to stop it. But that's not the truth because a principle is applied here that every prophecy that you see in the Word of God, uh, it was conditional that people would continue on To believe and trust God and have the faith and maybe even be uh, some things that they would have to do and be faithful in in order for God to fulfill that prophecy or that promise that he had given them. Can somebody say amen? Uh, When you receive a promise from God, that doesn't mean that the fight is over when it comes to faith. Uh, just because you get a sure word of prophecy, it doesn't mean that you can just sit back and relax and say, Well, it's going to happen now. I, I don't have anything else to do with it. It's all up to God. That's not how it works. But I've got to keep pursuing. I've got to keep standing in faith. I've got to remain faithful. I've I got to continue to believe God at His word. I've got to continue to hold up my end of the bargain. Because you see, our relationship with God is based upon a covenant. Amen. When you receive uh, uh, the new birth, when you came and repented of your sins, was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, you entered into a covenant with God. And all covenants are two-sided. They're never one-sided. There's requirements on your part, and there's requirements on the other side. And we know that God is faithful And we know that God is just. And we know that God is well able to keep his end of the bargain. But it's up to us to keep our end of the bargain. It's up to us to stay steady when everything is collapsing around us. It's up to us not to give in to capitulate to the enemy when there's an attack that comes upon our faith. And I'm going to tell you, faith is one of those things that is constantly uh, needed, needed to be guarded, needed to be defended at times and fought for. You've got, to, you've got to continue to guard your faith because the devil is coming to destroy it because he knows, again, that that is the currency of the kingdom of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. The uh, Bible said in Isaiah 55 and 1 that you can come and buy without money. But it never says that you can buy without faith. You've got to have faith to to access. You've got to have faith. That's your purchasing power. That's how you get things from God. That's how we get God working in our life. It took faith to enter into this, and it takes faith to continue to walk in it. Amen. And uh, if you make it to the end... It's going to be because your faith remains strong. It was the Apostle Paul that said at the end of his journey, I have kept the faith. I've stayed strong in it. I've stayed stable. I haven't been blown away by the storms of life. I haven't I haven't allowed situations to knock me off of my footing. But I have kept the faith. And every one of us is given a measure of faith. But the scripture says that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Uh, that's why it's so important to, that we have our, our ears open, but I'm not just talking about our physical ears, but I'm talking about spiritually have, have our ears open to what God may want to speak to us at times because we we cannot really afford to come to church and just think, well, this is one I can kind of take off and and uh, I don't have to really be engaged in what God is doing and this is going to be my off service and I, I'm not going to be really involved in what what is going on. You cannot afford to do that. But every time you come to the house of God, you need to be engaged in what's going on because it's a word that is being spoken Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God and again it's important that I mix that measure of faith that I have with that word of faith that is being spoken that's where the results come from according to the word of God again I can't just sit back and say well the preacher's preaching he's doing his job and God's going to do his and I don't have to do nothing no sir that's why we believe in saying amen that's why we say hallelujah that's why we respond with clapping our hands that's why we shout and praise the Lord while the preacher Going for because I'm endeavoring to mix my faith with the word of faith. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! You you know the preacher can do his job and God can do His and there still be no results. You say how's that possible? Because the person in the pew didn't get engaged with what is going on hallelujah the person in the pew didn't mix their faith with the word of faith that's why you can see in the same building somebody off in la-la land and then somebody else getting a miracle somebody else getting healed somebody in the same building on the same premises setting on the same property amen they got a little they got a little corner on God? No. Amen. That's not what it is. The same presence of God is available. The same promise of God is available. The same word of faith has been preached. But I got to do my part. I got to reach out and say, I- I'm going to get a hold of that. I- I'm going to take that in. I'm going to embrace that. I'm going to receive that because I also want a miracle. Is there somebody else in this place that you want to be a part of what God's doing? Amen. Don't leave me out of it. Don't let somebody else get into me be left out. No, sir. I want God to move in my life. I want the revival that God has for me and my family. I want to see prayers answered. I want to see the work of God accomplished. I want to see the will of God done. Hallelujah. Praise God. Somebody ought to try it right now. Mix your faith with the word of faith. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. And, and the reason I believe that it has to be guarded and it's possible for it to be stolen is the Bible says that Jesus makes this remark. He said, when I come back, will I find faith in the earth? Amen. Are that measure of faith, is it going to have been robbed? Are you going to let the devil steal it, take it away from you? will I find faith. You know there're certain things because they're valuable, you have to guard them. You have to protect them. Amen. You have to secure them. You have to make sure uh, that uh, that that they're carefully watched over because they're valuable. And uh, I, I just tell you uh, there's certain things that that uh, you know, uh I'm not so particular whether or not uh, I guard them because they don't have so much value to me. When I throw, uh, because I don't want to just throw it out, and if you do this, uh, shame on you, but I don't just throw it out on the side of the road. But if i got a Diet Coke can, maybe if I'm not near a trash can and I don't want to clutter up my car, I put it in the back, I guess, so it'll blow out down the road somewhere. But... uh, (laughs) Put in the back, and uh, of the truck, not in the back floorboard. Put in the back of the truck, and you know it's not like that aluminum can has absolutely no value, but I think it's worth maybe a penny. It just doesn't have enough value for me to worry about when I go into the department store whether it's going to be there when I get back. You know, matter of fact, I'd be real happy if somebody would decided to go ahead and take it. Because it has no value to me. But, you know, the church bought me this Yeti uh, cooler here some time back. And, you know, I went right down and got one of them locks that attaches to that thing. Because them Yetis are not cheap. And somebody come along and get that joker if it's sitting in the back of my truck. And it's there tonight, or it's there today, but you're going to have to have a hacksaw to get it. Because i got a I got a cable on that thing. I got that joker locked down. Amen. So much locked down, I get thirsty. It takes 30 minutes to get in there and get something to drink. Because it's valuable, I don't want to lose it. Praise the Lord. So anyway, I'm just telling you things that are valuable, you better lock them down. You better put it under lock and key, so to speak. And I'm just preaching to you about your faith. If you want to keep it in this hour with all the negativism, with all the, the, the distractions, and, and all the forces that are coming against faith, uh, I'm going to tell you what. I, I'm, I'm driving down the road the other day with my daughter. I'm listening to Fox News on the XM radio. And man, they're just me, 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 me. And I'm thinking to myself, is this really what I want to listen to? Is this really helping my faith much? Amen. And after a while, I just get sick of all that fighting and hollering and debating and screaming back at one another. And I just say, you know what? I'm turning this mess off. And I'll turn it over here to something else that's a little bit more uplifting. Get it over there on the message or something like that. And get to get to rejoicing and worshiping. I'm going to tell you, it's important that you guard your faith. Because that's what the devil's coming after. Because he knows that nothing happens unless faith is in motion. Nothing happens unless faith is is activated in a person's life. And if he can just if he can just keep that measure of faith that you've got dormant, that'd be okay too. Because if you're not using it, it's not worth much either. Praise the Lord! You can have something very powerful, but if you don't activate it, then it's not going to be usable, and it's not going to be. Anything of any use to you? There's not going to be any benefit of just having it. You've got to use it. I never have understood folks that uh, that were just just into collecting things that really were meant to be used and, and saying no, we're not going to use that. Well, why'd you buy it for? Why did you get it? Amen. I I I, I got this thing to use. I remember I remember my grandfather. He always kept a pretty new pickup. But I don't know what, it, maybe it's just because he was raised up during the depression, but he just hated to use an air conditioner. And I'm thinking, why'd you buy one with an air conditioner if you're not going to use it? you saving it for the next person that comes along and buys this car? I mean, it's 100 degrees outside. Turn that joker on. Turn it all the way up. It doesn't matter if you run the fan, and, and, and when he would just break down, it just hurt him to do it. But when he'd break down and say, roll up windows, I'm going to turn the air on. When he'd turn that air on, he said, now, we're not going to turn it up very much. I'm thinking to myself, it don't cost any more, and it isn't going to hurt this thing any more. It's not going to be any bigger Uh, sacrifice on anything it's not going to wear anything out whether you you know all you're talking about is the fan on this thing when you got the compressor running it it, i don't know much about air conditioning but but uh if you got the fan is the only thing you got turned down then you're not saving the compressor by running the fan on low am i right brother blue Amen. I mean, you 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 know you you just you just getting hot. That's all you're doing, and, and sacrificing and sweating in the in the process. Well, that's the way some people that's the way some people are in their faith. Well, I I'm just not going to use it up to its capacity because you never know what may be coming down the pike. And and uh, there's, they want to economize with their faith and hold back with their faith. I'm going to tell you something. The way you get more faith is use what you got faith. Amen. When you win this victory, you'll have faith for the next victory. When you get a hold of this miracle, you'll have faith for the next miracle. When you break through this wall, God will help you to overcome the next wall. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't get any more holding back. I said, you don't get any more holding back. you got to let go and release what you got. And God will always supply. God will always come through. God will always work in your life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so faith's got to be guarded. But, but uh, this morning, I want to focus on not so much how faith comes. It comes by hearing. But I want to talk about how faith is executed or how it's lived out, how it's deployed. It comes by hearing, and it leaves the exact opposite way. When we speak... Faith is deployed. Faith knows what to say. Jesus said, speak to this mountain. Be specific about it. This, this mountain right here. Speak to it. Speak to the sycamine tree. I don't know. I guess that might be a sycamore tree. I don't know what a sycamine tree exactly is. I haven't researched that. But I, I, maybe it's something like a sycamore. I do know that they had sycamore trees. And I don't know that they are exactly like the ones that we we know about here in our area or maybe not so much around here, but a little north of here. I don't know if it's if it's trees just like that that was being spoke of. But uh, a sycamine tree, I, I don't know. I've had some things that I was sick of that was in my way. And and he said, if you speak to that sycamine tree. And it'll be plucked up and thrown into the sea, I believe it was, he said. And so it's not mind over matter. It's not meditating. And and I'm not taking away from importance of meditating on the word. You've got to just be careful what you're doing when you're meditating. Because the devil tries to use thoughts and the devil tries to use people's thinking. Worrying is not meditating. Amen. Uh, uh, surmising something in your mind is not meditating on the Word of God. The Bible tells us specifically what to meditate on. David said, I meditate on his Word day and night. So we got to be careful where we focus that meditation. But you can't meditate your way into a miracle. That's not how faith is activated. Something needs to happen and nothing will until you open up your mouth and speak to it and pray in faith. Can you say amen? And faith not only knows what to say, but it knows what not to say. Now there's a lot of things that I hear people saying that I know is not apropos and I know that is not Good for us as apostolics to be saying. There's certain words and things that are said sometimes that just make me cringe because they're not good things for us to be saying, and we've got to be careful what we say. But I want to go a little deeper than that, I want to go a little further than that and talk about something more than just, uh, you know, uh, words or language that we're not supposed to use. And the Bible did say that we're not to speak unadvisedly. And it also tells us that we are to speak soundly or to have sound speech. And I believe in that and the importance of that. And I'll say that for a different Bible study. But for the sake of this message here this morning, there's just some things that faith does not say. There's some things that faith refuses to speak. Can you say amen? Faith never says who. Faith never says who. But the righteousness which is of faith, verse 6 here, speaketh on this wise, say not in thy heart who. Faith never Says who. If there's one thing that an apostolic ought to already know, if there's one thing that an apostolic ought to be confident in, that's who. That's who is going to help, who is going to deliver, who is going to answer, who is going to work when the problem comes. I shouldn't say who's going to deliver me, who's going to help me, who's going to be there for me. I should know who is going to come through. Amen. I ought to know and ought to have confidence as a child of God in whom I do believe. I have this confidence that God is going to work. I have confidence in Him that He's going to come through for me like the apostle paul i i in him we live in him we move and in him we have our being so i never say who i never say who who's gonna who's gonna answer my prayer i know who's gonna answer my prayer there's only one that can answer my prayer and his name's jesus christ amen i, I never wonder about who is gonna take care of me i know who's gonna take care of me amen it's not gonna be it's not gonna be the government. It's it's not going to be other folks. It's going to be Jesus that's going to provide for me and make a way for me. I never say who when I'm faced with a crisis or a challenge or a, in a deep valley or a trial. I never say who's going to come through because I already know who. I have faith. I have confidence. I have assurance in Jesus Christ. Amen. And and we don't have to pray ambiguously, or, you know, cloak who we're praying to. We know his name, and we invoke that name. If you've been baptized in that name, you have a right to invoke that name. You have a right to use that name. You have that name over your life, you pray in that name. You praise in that name. The writer said, whatsoever you do in word and deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hey, Scott. Amen. I've been in church services from the beginning all the way till the benediction was prayed. There was not one mention of the name. They would would say titles. They would say attributes. They would say other things. But it's time that we start using the name. If we're people of the name, we need to start using the name of Jesus Christ. There's enough people in this world that are using it in vain. There's enough people that are using it the wrong way. It's time for the church to use the name of Jesus uh, to see praise answered to see miracles happen to see revival come to see the presence of God poured out come on I think it's time the church lift up the name of Jesus exalt the name of Jesus Man. praise God praise God I remember remember one time we was we was uh, leaving my grandfather uh, my mother's dad had passed away. I was preaching in the Tulsa area, and, and then we were going back out to California. And so we hooked on the trailer to leave after the funeral and uh, was going back to California. And coming down through this rain yesterday kind of reminded me of it. It was raining. I don't know where they get that saying, cats and dogs. But if cats and dogs is a good description of how hard it was raining, it was, it was raining harder than that. It was raining, friend. And we was driving, and I had a van at that time, a conversion van, and a trailer. I don't recommend pulling a big trailer with a conversion van. But you know evangelists, they they, they try to pull trailers with everything. I know I've seen some of them driving uh, Lincolns and and, uh, Cadillacs with a 40-foot trailer hooked on the back of it. Things reared up in the front like that right there, just riding a willy all the way to the next Revival. We finally got a little smarter than that and started buying trucks. But uh, I was trying to pull with a half-ton, a 30-something-foot trailer with a half-ton uh, conversion van. And that conversion van was nice because, you know, if uh, somebody wanted to take a nap, they could go back there and on the couch and take a nap. And had big captain chairs. You'd ride like you was going down the road in a recliner. And man, it was just nice traveling, but it just really wasn't heavy enough to carry that trailer. And I hydroplaned on the road, and uh, did a, a literally a one eighty right there in the middle of the Interstate Forty. And it came out from underneath a, a little bridge, and down in underneath there was some water standing. When I hit that water, it put me in a spin, and uh, I was pointed back. I was going west. And when it ended up, I was faced east. And uh, that's not something you want to do. But while we were going, you know, time almost stands still in those situations. And while we're making our 180 there in the middle of 40, and I'm worried about other people and traffic, and uh, we, we, I mean, you know, all 50-foot or whatever it was of us when you got the van and the trailer behind, and it was a pool-type trailer, so... Uh, you know it's just it's, it's long, and so swinging all the way around, and and when I finally, while we we're swinging around, I remember I, you know, in those types of, of moments, you don't have time to to get in. Now, now, Lord, if there's if there's any sin in my life, I want you to forgive me of it, and I want you to hear this prayer that I'm going to pray, and and I want to I want to make sure everything's cleared up between you and I, and, and uh, I want you to be able to hear this now. I'm going to pray in your name about you making sure that this safely, uh, this, this situation safely comes to a good conclusion. No, you don't have time for all that. Amen. you you got to have all that done before then. That's why it's important you live a good life for God every day because you never know when a, you might end up in a jam. And so I just didn't have... I, 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 I woke everybody in the car or in the van... By shouting out real loud, Jesus! And when that van came to rest on the shoulder on the opposite side over there, when it came to rest, I went back and looked. And of course, uh, those of you that know would know that how 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 this is almost uh, would almost seem impossible. But I guess the force of that thing it had thrown those uh, propane tanks off in the ditch over there. And the only thing it was holding on by at this point was stretched out safety chains, that would, and, it, and the tongue of the trailer was laying right on the ground. And, of course, it jackknifed into the back of that van a little bit. And, uh, but the, the, the hitch that it was hooked on had sheared off right beneath where the shank goes down into uh, that hitch. It had sheared off, and it was still up in there where it had been hooked on and locked in. Uh, the ball of that hitch was still hooked on, and and it sheared it off. It could have been much worse is what I'm trying to say. I could have lost that trailer flipping and run into somebody else and killed somebody or flipped us over, but, but God came through. When I called on the name of Jesus, he protected us and watched over us. Amen. I don't have to worry about who. I didn't, I didn't say, well, who, who am I going to pray to now? Amen. As a father, son, Holy Ghost, which one is going to be able, which one's not busy right now that can come down here and help me in this situation? No, 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 no. I just said in Jesus name and all the power of heaven can reach down in that situation and keep his hand on his child and work and do what he needs to do. Hallelujah. And he can do it for you this morning if you'll call on his name says who, faith knows who, to call on in times of distress, faith knows who, amen, to lift his voice to when there is a need in its life, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, there's a lady that her and her husband pastor a church in central Louisiana for many, many years and then passed it on to their son and uh, just strong people of faith. And the husband went on to be with the Lord. older man died, and she's uh, now, I think, up in her early 90s. And uh, she kind of taken on different roles after her husband died and and uh, went with a group of pastors and pastor's wife to a mental uh, facility, a mental hospital there in that area. And uh, it was something that these other pastors had been there before, but she had never went before. And they walked by, and they were, uh, for those that they could, they'd try to minister to them, pray with them, whatever. But there was one particular lady in a cell there, and when they walked by, she heard some of the pastors and pastor's wife making comment, well, she's still here. And uh, this was people that had were criminally insane and and uh things i mean it was really bad uh, many of them were just uh what the world would call hopeless cases and and uh some of them they just you know violent and couldn't do anything with them and this lady was in there and and uh she she looked uh terrible her hair matted and, uh, couldn't really do much with her uh, kind of foaming at the mouth and and when, when this sister passed by and she'd heard these comments and, and she stopped, she was kind of behind the rest of the group, she stopped and looked in and she could see uh, how bound this, this lady was. And, and she, just, uh, she just started singing. And, uh, you know, it was confirmed to me this morning that what I was to preach today was the right message when they started off this service and Sister Christie began to sing that song because I knew I was going to tell the story. And that song that she sang was exactly the song, Jesus is the sweetest name I know, and, and just began to sing it. And so why don't, why don't you just sing a little bit of that song. Can you sing a little bit of, of one, that song that you were singing this morning? You join with her and let's sing it together. Just can you do that? A lady just stopped at that cell and starts singing this song. Hold, hold, just one second. Started singing that song, and, and, and we're going to sing it again here in just a minute. And, and, and suddenly that lady that was so deranged and, 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 and seemingly was dis, disengaged with what was going on, and, and there was so much um, really just evil that was emanating off of her, she looked up. And she hadn't really been conversational with anybody for a long time. Hadn't really spoke to anybody intelligibly for a long time. She got up where she was at, and she walked over to where this sister was standing, this old prayer warrior was standing singing this song, and knelt down. She said, sing it again, sing it again. So she started in singing it again, and when she started in singing it again, she said she stood there for for 20 or so minutes just singing that song, and and something began to break, and something began to happen, and that lady began to weep, and she said, well, well, tell me about him. Tell me about him. And, and she began to explain to her about repentance. And she began to talk to her about the name of Jesus and the power that was in the name of Jesus. And she just began to pray right there that God would deliver her. And, and as that lady began to repent, uh, she prayed her through to the Holy Ghost right there in that place uh, just by singing that song fate doesn't ask who fate knows who it took a little while i think it was like 2 years later but she was able to get out of that prison that she was in that that place where she was in captivity and she is a member of their church today i'm told i'm telling you fate knows who to call on in times of need. Faith knows who to pray to in times of distress. And if you're right here in this place today and you're bound, there's a name. I said there is a name that you can call on. Come on I, want you to, I wanted to sing one more stanza.
1: Jesus, Jesus. Jesus let
0: Lord, I feel like something's moved in here today. I feel like when you start talking about him, he shows up. When you start reaching out to him, he shows up. When you call on his name, he answers. Oh, Jesus. Somebody just, you don't have to have a long prayer. You don't have to know how to articulate it all. You just call Jesus. Oh, crap! Jesus, this morning. Oh, oh, yes, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Sister Taylor, would you come help me? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I feel something moving in this house. We know who it is. We know who it is. We know who it is. Jesus, Jesus. Anybody want a breakthrough this morning? I know who would give you one. Anybody need a healing this morning? I know who can do it. Anybody want... God, to help them, I know who can do it. Hallelujah, it's His name that you need to call on. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Oh, if you feel too, why don't you step out where you are and faith, make your way down. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, come on. Move as you feel in the Holy Ghost. Move as you feel in the Holy Ghost right now. Thank you, Jesus. A door is open, my friend. A door is open in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's something about that name there's something about that name there's something about that name there is something about that name thank you jesus there's power in the name there is authority in the name There's strength that comes through the name hallelujah 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 when i got nobody else i still have him oh yes Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I feel something powerful here today. I feel something powerful here today. Oh, yes, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, I think we need to connect with one another in faith. If you can connect with somebody nearby and pray with them, I'd appreciate it. Thank you, Jesus. Let's connect with one another. Praise God. Breakthrough is here. Deliverance is here. Healing is here. Yes, the work of God can be done here this morning. Oh, work of the Spirit can transpire in somebody's life here today. You can leave here totally different. Totally different. Totally different. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, church, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice, speak in faith, speak in faith, speak in faith. Oh, yes, thank you, Jesus, speak in faith. Oh, holy God, I pray that you would help us today. I pray you'd move in our lives here today, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, the Spirit is bidding somebody. The Holy Ghost is moving upon somebody here. Trying to help someone. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, Holy God, I thank you and worship you and believe you and trust you right.